This is a live look, and I love that sign, Make America Great Again. President Donald Trump holding a Make America Great Again rally in Florida tonight. If he comes to the mic, we will take you there live. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. We start tonight with the humanitarian and national security crisis we face right now at our southern border. This according to Customs and Border Patrol as of Sunday, so just a few days ago, we can bring this graphic up please, only seven months into the fiscal year, Border Patrol has surpassed the total, total southwest border apprehensions of every fiscal year since 2009. The most in the last 10 years. We're just seven months into the fiscal year and already we're apprehending the most amount that we've apprehended in the last 10 years. There's a myriad of reasons for that. Part of it is what Senator Kevin Kramer said last night as he walked out of his White House meeting. The fact that, hey, guess what? The economy is booming. We're making the economy great again here in America. So a lot of these people, especially from the Northern Triangle and Central America, they want to come up here and be a part of it. And we understand that. But an even bigger issue that we face right now is the most ridiculous, insane, pathetic immigration and asylum laws maybe on the entire planet. I mean, there's nobody that has worse immigration and asylum laws than we do. And look, I think it's because we're very, very compassionate people. So we say, hey, we want to help people. We want to take care of people. The problem is right now is that these people, which many of them, which I'm going to show you in a moment, they're, they're bad hombres, as President Trump would say. They understand our empathy. They understand our compassion to the point where they're now exploiting these horrible, horrible laws, even to the point where they are now, I'm sure you've heard the story, this is just so sad and ridiculous. They're now recycling, recycling little kids. There's a story out there where they had a young boy, because what these people know is they realize, hey, if I have a little toddler with me, it's gonna be much easier for them to claim asylum. So there's a story now where they had one young boy where they would bring him up through the track, get him to the border, get people in here. Then obviously we would have to hold them. And I've got more on this in a moment then release them into the interior. So what they would do is they would then send this little kid back to the Northern Triangle, whether it be Guatemala, El Salvador, whatever, and then bring him back up. And again, recycle this little guy so these people get asylum. Folks, that is evil, wrong. And as I said many times, these people are sick, very, very sick. Here's the reality. Bottom line, we are under attack. It may not seem like that. I'm not talking about, you know, there's weapons down there galore or anything like that, but let me give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Earlier today at a Senate hearing, we found out from a person from ICE that the feds have now released in this fiscal year 168,000 illegal immigrants into our interior. 168,000. Just to put that into context, if you go and look up the uh, population of Fargo, if you were to Google that right now, it's about 122,000. So we've released more than the entire city of Fargo into the interior of our country, and then we wonder why in the world are people so overwhelmed. They had to release this many people into our interior because Border Patrol is so overwhelmed. And wait until you hear this. Remember, President Trump got absolutely scorched when he said, oh, yeah, well, people are coming up into our country, and they're not necessarily bringing the, the best people here. Some of them are bad hombres. Border Patrol Chief Carla Provost was at a, the same Senate hearing I mentioned a moment ago earlier today. Please listen closely to what she has to say. We cannot address this crisis by simply shifting more resources or building more facilities. It's like holding a bucket under a faucet. It doesn't matter how many buckets you give me. 
if we can't turn off the flow. To address the flow of illegal immigration, there must be consequences for illegally crossing the border. I've said before, this is both a humanitarian and a border security crisis. But as we focus our resources on the immediate humanitarian needs, we have been forced to put the nation's security at risk. We have apprehended more than 3,500 people with gang affiliation and criminal history so far this fiscal year. Let me repeat a couple of the top points there. She just said we've been forced to put the nation's security at risk. Also, she just said we've apprehended more than 3,500 gangbangers at our southern border. And again, I say this because it's important to know, President Trump, by the lamestream media, got absolutely scorched when he announced his presidential run that, hey, we've got these countries that are not necessarily sending us their best. Sometimes he would call them bad hombres. 3,500 gangbangers, some of them I'm assuming are associated with MS-13, and we all know what goes on with MS-13, just look at Long Island, kids and young teenagers literally being chopped up by MS-13 gang members. And we're allowing that to happen because we've got these weak, ridiculous, I would say sometimes insane immigration and asylum laws. We've got to make some changes. It'll be a miracle. We can pray for this, that maybe the Democrats, Republicans can come together with this Jared Kushner immigration plan and put a stop to this and not, look, it's no longer just about the security thing or politics. This is, when we're talking about recycling little kids, trafficking little kids, Hopefully, we're going to step up to the plate and get this thing done. Now, speaking of President Trump getting scorched, I don't know what flipped for me today, but I got to tell you, I was just talking to a colleague. I said, look, I, I got red in the face upset today because I'm so sick and tired of the Democrats, the media, the deep state doing everything they can to try to destroy a man that isn't getting paid as president. All he wants to do is make America great again, and they want to destroy this person simply for power. I'm going to give you some prime examples tonight about, as you know, the House Judiciary Committee voted to hold uh, Attorney General Bill Barr in contempt as President Trump today asserted his executive privilege over the Mueller report, over other people testifying in front of different committees. And can you blame the guy? They just finished a two-year, $35 million, 2,800 uh, subpoenas, 500 witnesses, wiretaps, you name it, investigation. They found nothing. It was collusion delusion. There's no obstruction. And so now he's saying, look, we've spent enough time. We've spent enough money. I don't know if you saw the tweet from Jerry Falwell, but he even said, he goes, look, the Democrats have stole two years of this presidency. Maybe we need to extend President Trump's presidency another two years. Just to make it fair, we know how Democrats love to say, hey, things need to be fair. Just to make it fair, let's give this guy another two years. So I bring all this up, and I'm going to go through some of this tonight, because if you really see how they're trying to destroy President Trump simply for wanting to make America great again, and he told you this was going to come. He said to you in the State of the Union, hey, if you want to play this game, I'm more than happy to play this game. I want to remind you a little bit about what he said earlier at his State of the Union, and listen closely to what he says at the end. An economic miracle is taking place in the United States, and the only thing that can stop it are foolish wars, politics, or ridiculous partisan investigations.
If there is going to be peace and legislation, there cannot be war and investigation. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about that quote, but I love it. He says, look, y'all want to do these ridiculous investigations? Fine, we're going to go to war. Remember uh, after the midterms, he talked about, hey, you guys want to go and do all these investigations? Well, I've got a Senate that we can do the same thing. And, and this, a couple of things here. This is why they're trying to destroy Bill Barr. I'm going to get to more of this in a moment, but the only reason now they're going after Bill Barr is because we all know that they are freaking out. If he really follows through and investigates the investigators, I've said this many times now, you're going to see potentially Jim Comey, James Clapper, and John Brennan, and maybe others in orange jumpsuits. But I come back to this for a moment. The day Chairman Nadler of the House Judiciary Committee came out and he subpoenaed, I think it was like 80 or 81 people, you know, hundreds of different documents. That very day, I happened to be at the White House with President Trump for the Bison event, and I brought back up his comments, what he just said there in the State of the Union. Listen closely to what he says, because, again, it bears out to be true. In your, in your uh, State of the Union, you said, hey, we can have peace and legislation or war and investigations. What's the war mean, and are you going to go to war with these well, guys? Well, they don't want to do anything that's positive, I guess, because all they want to do is focus on this stuff, and it's all nonsense. And so they've sent close to 100, think of it, 100 letters, and we have a country to run. And they have nothing. They're just sending them looking. They want to look at every deal I've ever done, because if they look, maybe they'll find somebody made a mistake. Maybe there's a comma that's out of place. Maybe there's a punctuation mark that's different or shouldn't be. Uh, no, they're a disgrace, frankly. It's a disgraceful thing. So we'll look at what they send. He's right, folks. It's a disgrace what's happening here. Remember, they ran on me, the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi. We're only going to focus on tabletop issues. We're going to talk about things that impact American families at the dinner table. What have they done? Other than these ridiculous investigations, what exactly have they done for you at home at your dinner table? If you've got something, please let me know. Email the show, text us, whatever. But I, I don't see it right now other than whatever they're trying to do to just destroy this man, because like I said before, he simply wants to make America great again. As many of us uh, know, North Dakota Congressman Kelly Armstrong is part of the House Judiciary Committee. Here's what he said earlier today at this hearing. You know what's interesting? Not a single person has mentioned, said, we don't really want grand jury testimony. It is the full unredacted Mueller report. That's what the subpoena says. That's what the narrative is. So to have this reasonable dialogue after we've already commit, committed to a contempt proceeding seems to be a little, if we're using phrases, I'll just use cart before the horse. Let's be clear about what we're doing. This isn't a fight between Congress and uh, the executive branch. This is the fight between the Democratic leadership, the president, and their base. They know the American people don't want an impeachment proceeding. And if they want to continue down this rabbit hole and continue to have this type of showmanship, then let's at least be clear about what the status of the law is. So that's what it is. They're trying to set up impeachment. That's exactly what Mueller's done with his report with these 10 ideas of obstruction of justice so that now they can go and utilize this as a weapon, a blunt force weapon to try to initiate impeachment, get public opinion on board for that. As of right now, the public's not having it. They're saying, look, you guys all had collusion delusion. So that's the Democrat or the political arm that I mentioned before. Also, you've got the media and the deep state. Let's move on to the media piece of this that are trying to destroy a guy simply because he wants to make America great again. I'm sure you saw last night, the New York Times dropped this bombshell piece 
We've got President Trump's tax returns for the last 10 years. He's been in red. Let's bring the graphic up, please, to show our audience. He's been in red. We don't know what we're going to do. This is a guy that was trying to sell himself as this great negotiator, great businessman, but he actually had a billion dollars in business losses. Well, what they forgot to tell you... <laughs> This is what I'm getting at, folks, that they're trying to destroy this guy. What they forgot to tell you, if we can bring up the next graphic, please, because this is from the exact same paper, the New York Times, from 1995. 1995, the New York Times talks again about a possible billion dollar in business laws for, losses for Donald Trump. But back then, when all everybody loved Donald Trump, they called him the comeback king, the comeback kid. If you read this piece, there was glowing reviews about how Donald Trump had his back against the wall, but he kept fighting. He came back. He was paying all these taxes in New York, and they were loving him at that point. I just saw a piece recently where, when, and for the show in The Apprentice, President Trump talked about, hey, at one point, things were really bad. I was billion dollars in debt, but I kept fighting. If you look at what they put out on his tax returns, trying to make him look like this, you know, loser. But then you look at what he had in 1995 in this piece and how he turned his life around from billions in debt to now being, again, a multi-billionaire. If you really wanted to make America great again, couldn't you sit down and have the argument with yourself and go, I don't know, maybe this guy's the perfect guy to be president right now. We're $21 trillion in debt, the most debt we've ever had in a nation. Nobody stood up to China like this guy is right now. Maybe he's exactly the right guy to turn this ship around and, as he says, make America great again. So that's the media aspect. Now let's get to the deep state piece of this. All right, I want to walk you through this tonight because, as you know, I'm very, very passionate about what's happening uh, in our nation as far as the deep state trying to take out a presidential candidate. So recently, in fact, I think it was today, and just please keep your eyes on Jim Comey. Assuming things get public, there's things moving around in district courts now, so it's not all public, but assuming things go public, things are not good for liar and leaker Jim Comey. He ran the FBI. He was on CBS this morning. He was asked about uh, Bill Barr using the word spying on a presidential campaign. Here's what liar and leaker Jim Comey had to say. The FBI doesn't spy. The FBI investigates. We investigated a very serious allegation that Americans might be hooked up with the Russian effort to attack our democracy. The Republicans need to breathe into a paper bag. If, if we had confronted the same facts with a different candidate, say a Democrat candidate, where one of their advisors was talking to a foreign adversary's representative about that adversary's interference in our election, they would be screaming for the FBI to investigate, and that's all we did. So the debate is a semantic one. The FBI was investigating into the Trump campaign, but you're saying they had cause to, and you just wouldn't use the word spot. Of course. And just people just ought to look at the predication for the opening of that investigation. We should have been fired if we didn't investigate this. So there's a myriad of things I want to touch on. Number one, you just talked about the predication of this. That's exactly what Bill Barr said in his testimony. I'm going to look at what predicated this investigation. May have been done legally, may not have been. But hey, let's at least figure it out. Why isn't Jim Comey saying what predicated that? Remember when Andrew McCabe was going through interviews? He never really revealed what predicated the investigation. That's one thing. Then you have Jim Comey saying, hey, the FBI doesn't spy, we investigate. Do you know what a FISA warrant is? FISA warrants a foreign intelligence surveillance. So call it surveillance, call it spying, use whatever euphemism you want, but let me break it down for you. If someone takes a FISA out on you, they are tapping your phones, they are listening to your phone calls, they can then do what's called hopping and listening to people that you talk to, their phone calls, they're surveilling or, or looking at your emails, they're looking at your texts. 
and they don't have your permission to do that. Remember, this is all done privately in a private ex parte court. So if someone's listening to your phone calls, reading your emails, and reading your texts, would you call that spying? Back in the day, would you go, wow, that person's spying on me? I think most of us would presume that we could call that spying and not have an issue with it. They're trying to split hairs at this point because they know they are in trouble. So you hear, you hear what uh, James Comey, liar and leaker James Comey, just said there. What would be your obvious question to him? There's a few of them. One, okay, so what predicated the investigation? That's an obvious follow-up question if he thinks it's so bad. Because remember, he said if the Republican silent predicated the investigation, they too think that there should be an investigation that takes place. So number one, you'd probably want to ask him, okay then, what was it, Jim? The second thing you'd probably want to ask Jim is, well, let me ask you this, Jim. If this was such a big deal and it was so obvious that the Russians were trying to infiltrate this campaign or infiltrate our elections, why didn't you do a defensive briefing with the Trump campaign? Why not sit the Trump campaign down and go, hey, guys, just so you know, things are happening right now with the Rushkis. They want to try to infiltrate your campaign and do some bad things, just like they did with Dianne Feinstein. Remember, she had that Chinese spy with her. They sat her down, told her what was going on. They never did that with President Trump, not once. And I want to show with you tonight, you just saw what Jim Comey said. I want to show you how much in the bag the media is with the deep state, uh, with these people, again, that want to destroy Donald Trump. This is the follow-up from Nora O'Donnell from what you just saw a moment ago. You have tens of thousands of FBI agents on the front lines every day doing work to protect America, to keep this country safe. And when the attorney general undermines the integrity of those agents by suggesting they're involved in spying against a president. What does that do to the reputation? Yeah, it's deeply concerning because ordinary folks will accept what the president says, what the attorney general says, and that hurts our ability to be trusted as FBI agents in courtrooms and at doorways. So it's a very bad thing. So just to be clear, whether Biden gets the nomination, Bernie Sanders gets the nomination, they're going to be okay if President Trump puts in spies, FISAs, confidential informants. I don't care what you call it, but they're going to put that into Biden or Bernie Sanders or whoever's campaign. Nora Donald and the media are going to be okay with that. Just to be clear. All right, obviously, we'd love to know your point of view. A lot covered there. We've got this immigration situation, national security. And how do you feel about the fact that the media, the deep state, the Democrats are simply trying to destroy a guy who wants to make America great again. Please share your point of view with us.